Yo, what's up? How's everyone doing? Welcome to the Grace to Grow podcast. I'm Hannah, and this podcast is my lifetime documentation of the journey that God has chosen for me to travel. Let's get into today's topic. Good afternoon, evening, morning, night, midnight, whatever time you are listening to this. Um, I am Hannah, as you heard in the intro. This is the growth grace to grow podcast and let me tell y'all something i need the grace to grow right now <laughs> let's dive into that let's dive into that let's dive into what it means for me to need the grace to grow right now um so what's fascinating is i'm in a season of my life right now where i'm kind of caught in this this balancing act if you will of Seeing where I need to be, seeing where I want to be, and then also recognizing the reality of where I am. And, you know, if things seem a little bit mumbo jumbo today, it's because I don't have an intentional plan of what I'm going to talk about. I simply got on here because I was like, it's my mind is spinning right now and I need a place to process. So that's what I'm doing right now. But essentially, I'm in this balancing act where I recognize the reality of where I am, very self-aware of where I am right now in life, spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, academically. And then I see where I want to be or I see where I need to be. And there's a disconnect, like there's a disparity between those two. And what's difficult is I see where I need to be. I see where I want to be. And I'm trying to take steps to get there. I'm trying to be patient. I'm trying to, 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 to walk in that direction. And yet, for some reason, I feel like I'm, I'm not reaching it yet. And I think that part of this has to do with the fact that I am not very good. No, we're going to stop that. I am not. I, I do not often practice giving myself the grace to grow. Not that I'm not good at it. I just don't practice it enough for it to be strengthened, for it to be one of those tools that I quickly pull out. You know what I mean? Like I have a tool belt of things that I'm skilled at. And it's not to say that I'm not skilled at giving myself grace to grow, but it's just to say that's not the first thing I pull out. Like I might pull out a hammer. I might pull out, you know, a tape measurer. But if I had to use like, I don't know, a drill, I'm not as skilled at using a drill as I am at using a tape measure or using a hammer. And so therefore, even though I know how to use it and I can try to use it, I can get things done with it. I'm not necessarily reaching for that when I'm doing stuff. You know what I mean? Um, and so I find, I'm finding that like, giving myself grace is something that I'm not always reaching for because I just don't, I simply don't practice it enough to to be as skilled at it or to be strengthened in that area as much as I, as much as I am in other areas. And so that's what we're going to talk about today because I'm just feeling in a space of, how do you say, Como se dice, as my friend would say, or Kijanuti. I've never, I've never even like spoken a word of Creole. 
But I only know Kijon Uti because I hear Kamari saying this all the time. <laughs> so that's the only phrase I know in Creole. But um, I'm in this space of like just try- balancing back and forth, bouncing back and forth of like being hope, like feeling hopeless, feeling in despair in the current state that I'm in, the current reality and self-awareness of where I am. And being like, oh, I see where I am. And I'm like, okay, like I want to improve, you know, I see where I am. And I'm saying, I want to do better than I am right now. And then looking at the future and saying, that's where I want to be. But then being like, I'm, I'm constantly going in this balance of like, either being like, seeing where I want to improve, but feeling like overwhelmed because there's so much to improve or I'm looking at the future and seeing where I want to be or where I need to be and then feeling hopeless or feeling overwhelmed once again because I am not able to reach that because I'm not there yet. So so I think it's, yeah, either way I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling either overwhelmed because I see where I, I'm seeing all the areas that I need to improve in my life. And then I'm also feeling overwhelmed because I'm seeing all of the like I'm seeing where I want to be, but I'm feeling overwhelmed because um, I'm not there yet. So, yeah. And then I'm also feeling overwhelmed just simply from from life, like life's tasks and things of that nature that I'm just feeling overwhelmed by. And so I feel like the reason why I'm feeling overwhelmed is because bear with me is because I'm not giving myself grace to grow. Like I'm not giving myself that space to like really truly make mistakes and fail and try and like, and to like mess up. Like I'm not giving myself grace for that. You know what I mean? I'm not giving myself the space to really do that because I feel like as soon as I see an area that I need to improve in, I'm like, let's take steps to improve that area. And if the steps I'm taking to improve that area aren't working, then it's just hopeless and I'll never improve in that area. And it's like, whoa, where is that mindset coming from? Why am I so critical of myself? Why am I so constantly like, first of all, another question I have is why am I so like always seeking to improve? You know, hold on, let me get my journal because I actually have a list of questions that I want to ask myself like this is so I keep a list of questions that I have for myself and one of those questions oh here it is um that I'm gonna add to it now is why am I always seeking to improve why am I always seeking to improve And then another question I'll ask is, why am I so critical of myself? Okay, so basically, this list of questions that I have, I just write down questions that I have because I know that I'm probably not going to find an answer now or find an answer anytime soon. But when I do find the answer, I have the questions here now so that can be like, when the answer, when God does reveal the answer, I'll be more aware of the fact that he's revealing the answer because I've already asked the question, you know, it says ask and you shall receive. So when I ask, I shall receive an answer, whether it's now, whether it's in the future, whatever it is. So 
two of those questions. Why am I always seeking to improve? And then why am I so critical of myself? And I, I think that that's those two questions, like the fact that I'm so critical of myself and the fact that I'm always seeking to improve, I think that plays a role in why I don't give myself the grace to grow. And I think that plays a role in why I'm always expecting perfection from myself. And, you know, the expectation of perfection, I don't know where this stems from in me, but it is something that, I, and I think also I have to recognize, Hannah, you're not the only one. Like there are so many people, there's, <laughs> there's so many people who literally do the same thing. Like sometimes, sometimes, okay, side note, I know I'm like all over the place and I'm scrambling, but I just want to say this. Sometimes I really do think that what I'm facing is like, oh my gosh, like, why am I like this? Why am I like that? And I forget sometimes that like, this is human nature, baby. Like all of us are seeking perfection. All of us are seeking um, to improve our lives. All of us are so critical of ourselves. Like girl, child, anyways. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, like, so basically that question of why am I so critical of myself? And then also why am I always seeking to improve? And I think those two factors of seeking to always improve and also being very critical play a role in why I don't give myself the grace to grow or not necessarily don't give but I don't frequently practice giving myself the grace to grow and I think you know giving myself grace to grow is is a is not only a process but it's also a practice like it's something I have to continue practicing you know how they say like oh I'm practicing law or I'm practicing medicine or like whatever like I am practicing giving myself the grace to grow because it does not come naturally to me to give myself grace. I can give grace to other people when they mess up, I forgive them. And I really don't hold it to them. Whenever people do, you know, even like small things, and I, I often am very patient and I'm like recognizing that either that's developmental or I'm recognizing like, oh, that's like, you know, like what I mean, like, like I give other people grace. So why don't I give myself grace? And I think it's because maybe I spend so much time with myself because like I'm in my own body instead of in the bodies of other people that it's easier for me to be critical of myself because like I am myself, you know what I mean? Like because I am myself, I am more critical of myself because I don't have to live with and be in the minds and hearts and bodies of other people. So I don't see things from where they see things so I can give them grace because like like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have their mind in in my mind. So I'm not constantly thinking their thoughts. I'm only thinking my thoughts. So that's why I think I'm so critical of myself because I only know me. I don't know anyone else like that. I don't know their thoughts or their intentions or what they do day to day. Like, we only see glimpses of people's lives. We only see through a window of people's lives. We don't see the whole house. You know what I mean? And so I think, like, that's the reason why I sometimes don't give myself grace because I can give other people grace because I can only see through their window, but I know what my whole house looks like. So I know that like whatever, like my thoughts are or my intentions are or my actions are or my day to day life is, I know that. And I think that's why I often have this expectation of like, you know, you got to do better. You have to improve. You have to whatever, whatever. But that's interesting. So Essentially, things like areas that I'm not giving myself the grace to grow in is spiritual health, physical health, 
mental health, like mental regulation, mental, uh, yeah, mental health, that's what regulation is, uh, emotional health and emotional regulation, um, where else am I not giving myself the space to grow, oh, and academically, um, so let's just start with spiritual health, um, and before we start, let me go ahead and pray, because I completely forgot, and I just started jumping in and talking, and let me go and pray real quick, and then we'll jump in. Dear God, thank you for bringing us here today. Thank you for today being my Sabbath. I pray that you uh, just help me to practice the skill of giving myself the grace to grow. Coach Jesus, I know that you are coaching me in this season of what it looks like to be healthy in all areas of my life. And so I pray that I just develop healthy habits in every area of my life, that I be strengthened in area every area of my life. And uh, yeah, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, it's crazy. Yesterday I went to this church. And something that the pastor said was, you have to commit before you're strengthened. And I said, whoa, (laughs) I said, run that back, run that back. Because I wish you guys could see my mannerisms right now because I'm being so extra for no reason. But he said, you have to commit before you can be strengthened. And I said, oh my goodness, like when you think about it, like working out, you have to be committed to working out consistently before your body is actually strengthened, before your muscles are actually strengthened to be able to do even more rigorous exercise. So like you have to commit to it before you're strengthened. And I started thinking, Hannah, you have to be committed to God before you're strengthened in him. Like you have to be committed to being committed to prayer before you're strengthened in prayer you have to be committed to reading God's word before you're strengthened in God's word like you have to be committed to it before you're strengthened and I just something about that just struck me because I feel like I always want to be strengthened and I'm like okay well God when you make me strong enough though then I'll commit to it like when I become a strong enough prayer then I'll commit to working I mean I'll commit to praying when I become a strong enough like like Christian that I can read the Bible every day then I'll commit to reading the Bible every day and God is like no you have to commit before you're strengthened you can't say oh once my muscles get strengthened then I'll commit to working out that's not how that works that's backwards and I just started realizing like that's why I'm so unhealthy in certain areas of my life because I don't commit to it and so then therefore I'm not strengthened I'm expecting to just get the strength from God I'm like God, just give me the strength. Give me the strength. You can't just get strength. You can't just go pick it up from the store. Like you have to commit to it before you're actually strengthened. And I was like, whoa, mind blown. But I don't remember what I was talking about before I got off on that little tangent. Oh, giving myself the grace to grow in certain areas of my life. So essentially we're going to start spiritually. Um, I feel like this is one thing I want to say. And let's start doing this now. I'm going to create a little page on my journal I actually started a page yesterday where I said things I want to be better at and I think I'm gonna go through that list in a minute but I first want to write down like um goals slash healthy habits okay and then I want to write down this for spiritual health and I want to explore like what does spiritual health look like you know um so I'm gonna write that down what does spiritual health look like for me for me and then I'm also gonna write down where am I now 
not where do I want to be, but like, not because I don't want to say where am I now and then where do I want to be? You know what I mean? But I guess it is kind of where do I want to be, but like, where am I now? And then like, maybe like what is one healthy habit I can, what is one, what is one rhythm I can commit to? What is one rhythm I can commit to to be strengthened? Because what it reminds me of is it reminds me of when I was working with my case study student and we had to give them all these assessments, all these assessments for different areas of literacy, right? We're, we're testing her reading ability, we're testing her writing abilities, et cetera, et cetera, and all the little various components that play a role in that. And then after doing all of that assessment, I went in and I analyzed all of her results. So I put her results in charts or in tables or in graphs. I wrote down the notes that I had from her results, et cetera, et cetera. And then actually there's a song that's called et cetera etc and it's a pretty cool pretty cool song it's like um some etc 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 let go of the nonsense all that you hear yeah you know it the voices in your ear okay okay i'm done um (laughs) it's a good song though i listen to that song a lot when i'm doing homework Cause I don't actually like the song. You know, there are certain songs that you like enough to put on a playlist, but you don't like enough to want to put on your like prominent playlist. Like the playlist I listen to when I'm in the car, I don't really want to hear that song. But when I'm studying or when I'm doing my work, I like to put on some music sometimes and I have a study vibes, a playlist and that song is on there. It is. It is. In fact, it is. Um, But yeah, so basically I took all her results and I analyzed them and it was a lot of data because I took a lot of test assessments and I got a lot of data that I collected. And then after collecting all of that, I narrowed each section down to objectives. And then after narrowing each section down to objectives, attainable objectives at that, it wasn't objectives that were like so far reached. It was literally like objectives like for example when I took one test it was basically this assessment to see her interest in reading and I found out that she really could care less about reading like she doesn't it's not that she's super into it but she also doesn't hate it like it's one of those things she's very indifferent towards after taking the assessment and finding that out I found out she's very indifferent towards reading so I thought well what are ways that we can engage her in reading and so one of the objectives that I had was that not to like do these huge things, but just for her to find one book online that she can read at home. Okay, two, what's the second objective? The second objective that I had was like for her to make a connection to a cultural connection to one of the, like make a connection with her background, a personal connection to um, a book that is read. Okay, like, you know what I mean? Like, Those are small objectives that are reaching toward this bigger goal because I'm not going to be able to get her incredibly interested in the reading, but taking super small steps to get there. And I feel like that's what I need to do with myself, except I don't think I'm the one that has to analyze everything because 
I don't know. For some reason, I feel like that's like, like I was the teacher in this instance and she was the student. So I feel like I am the student in this instance and God is the teacher. So he's the one that already has an assessment and has collected all of my data. He already knows me in and out. So like, he's the one that like does all of that. And he's the one that has all the objectives and all that stuff like that. Like there's nothing I can do by myself to improve. Like the student that I was working with, she, there's nothing that she can do to improve her own phonological awareness. Like she doesn't even know what phonological awareness might be. You know what I mean? Like she might, or she might not, but she doesn't, she doesn't have that mindset of a teacher to be able to understand steps that she can take on her own to do her own phonological awareness and I feel like that is what God wants me to recognize too is like I don't know nothing about nothing and so while I do want spiritual health while I do want physical health while I do want emotional health while I do want mental health while I do want academic health like is academic health a thing we're gonna call it a thing um while I do want health in all areas of my life, I don't know how to get there on my own. Like I can't think of objectives to create and be able to actually attain those objectives on my own. It really does have to be from God. And like God is the one that is creating all of these things to work together for my good. Like when I think about this is the best example I can think of is my case study student. So I know I keep talking about my case study student, my case study student, but like this is the best example I'm thinking of as I'm processing through these emotions that I'm feeling right now. But basically, she doesn't know all the work that I put in to create these lessons for her. And so while she may just be enjoying these lessons for face value, she doesn't understand the strategies, the research based behind it. She doesn't understand the data that I've collected so that there's a reason behind why I'm doing these things. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's how Jesus is too. Like, like, God is such a great teacher that he puts in all this extra work to have these strategies that he does in our lives to teach us these specific lessons so that we're developing the way that he wants us to develop and reaching the objectives that we didn't even know he had for us. Like she doesn't even know that I wrote these objectives down because I don't communicate with her. These are the objectives that I have for you. And I show her every one of the objectives. Like I might show her bits and pieces of the objectives or I might make a student friendly version of the objectives, but I don't fill her in on all the background information. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's how God is. And I have to recognize that and be okay with that and be like, God is the best teacher in the world. And so I don't have to sit here and set objectives unless he says, Hannah, what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like whatever, like God is, God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. And he knows that I want to be healthy in all areas of my life. He knows that I want to be balanced in all areas of my life. He knows that I want to be at peace, that I want to have joy, that I want to have the fruit of the spirit in all areas of my life. So why do I always then doubt him or try to take it upon myself to do these things? Why do I sit here and write down things like what does spiritual life look like? What does spiritual health look like for me? Where am I at now? Why, what is one rhythm I can commit to? Like that's me trying to plan and that's me trying to figure it out all on my own rather than just recognizing like God wants to, God wants me to simply be while he does. He works, he does what he needs to do. And he wants me to simply be the student and come in every day and say, all right. And he simply teaches me. And when he prompts me through the Holy Spirit 
to do certain things or to think about certain things or to reflect on certain things, then I'll do that. But I feel like I get so heavy in reflection. Like I'm con- I was literally thinking about this yesterday. <clears throat> but the whole fact that like I get so caught up in the past. I really do. I get so caught up in past experiences, focusing on what happened before, thinking about all of the things that I've done wrong. I get so caught up in the past and I don't know why. I think that's another question I want to write down. Why do I get so caught up in the past? Hold on. Number 17. I got 17 questions, (laughs) y'all. Why do I get so caught up in the past question mark and I remember reading the scripture where basically it was saying like I forgot what it said but it was basically like they don't reflect on the past because God keeps them content in the current in the present or something like that basically saying like God fills us so much with happiness and contentment in the present that we don't even have to reflect on the past And I feel like the reason why I'm always reflecting on the past and I find that the times that I do reflect the most on the past and I'm sitting there really dwelling on it is when I am discontent, dissatisfied, and I'm not close to God. When I'm any of those three things, I'm constantly reflecting on the past, constantly thinking of ways that I can improve And constantly thinking about, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did this. Like, why did I do that? Or like, why, whatever, whatever. Like, looking back, looking back, looking back. And I just want to look, I want to look forward. And I want to look not so far forward that I'm looking constantly in the future, just dreaming about what's going to happen in the future. But that I'm looking forward so that I can see what's happening in the present right now, you know? Um, Because I can't drive looking through my rear view mirror. I can't drive looking so far ahead and not looking at what's right in front of me you know what I mean I have to drive looking straight ahead at what's in front of me okay um so yeah where was I going with that I bet y'all didn't know I was a beatboxer (laughs) but yeah okay so basically I wanted to sit down and write down all these healthy habits. But now that I think about it, I don't even know. I don't even know. I I don't even know. I can't like So let's go through this list that I had and you know first I'm going to go through this list and talk about things that I want to be better at. And I'm going to go through and I'm just cuz this is what I was writing down yesterday. But I'm going to go through and see what of these things are me trying to improve me or what, like what, uh, I don't know how to phrase this. Well, okay, let me write this down real quick. So I'm going to go there first and then I'm going to say, what have I been doing? Because I also want to reflect on like the things that I have been doing and like celebrate those things because some of them have been very great. Um, and then I'm going to, so basically, so basically something that, that I like found out was that, oh, why are words so hard today? Basically, one thing that I heard the pastor saying yesterday 
was that God doesn't want us to improve our lives, but he wants us to lose our lives. Now, granted, this is all about perspective, right? Improving your life is important. Yes. Like you don't want to be stuck in the same stagnant place. You want to be constantly growing and maturing and learning in God. But I think improve your life in the sense of like what worldly success looks like, what worldly improvements look like, improving as far as like getting a better house or getting better at your craft or like getting all these different things, being more, doing more, having more. That's what improving looks like in a worldly sense. And I think for God's eyes and through God's eyes, God's version of improvement looks like us maturing, looks like us no longer living in immaturity and insecurity. The two twin sisters, I keep saying that a lot recently and I'm really, I'm really vibing with it. Um, but he's not looking for, he doesn't want us to be in states of immaturity and insecurity the rest of our lives. He wants us to grow towards maturity, to grow towards him as he is our security. His goal for us in life is to mature. Like he wants us to develop. He wants us to grow. If you look at it, everything in nature, everything that is alive, it grows, it grows, it develops in some way, shape or form. It grows and develops. And so that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to grow and develop. But that doesn't growing and develop doesn't always necessarily mean that your state of living is improving, that that you're improving by getting new cars or by like doing more stuff or anything like that. And so rather than improving, focusing so much on improving our lives and improving our comfort and how comfort we are, or improving our financial security or whatever. Rather than improving all those things, we need to lose our lives. And as we're losing our lives, we're actually growing and developing and maturing in God. And so I realized that a lot of the things that I wrote down on this list of things that I want to be better at is me trying to, quote unquote, improve my life rather than losing my life for God. You know what I mean? And I think I want to find a different way of phrasing that because I don't know if I necessarily totally agree with that. I agree with that perspective that I just shared, but I think the whole phrase in itself God doesn't want us to improve our lives, but he wants us to lose our lives. I think that I'm still debating on like if I like that phrasing or not, because I I see the concept and the idea behind it. But I don't know if I necessarily want to use that phrasing. And something that my friend was sharing with me yesterday, Emily, she was sharing like basically how her, her pastor had this analogy that like we are living in a hotel right now. And so when we go to hotels, We don't go to hotels and start moving stuff around. We don't go to hotels and start moving furniture around. We don't start painting the walls and trying to make it what we want it to look like super aesthetically pleasing. We go in and we just use it for what it is. And then we we leave and we get up out of there. And that's how earth is for us. Like we come here and I'm I'm not meant to to get all this aesthetically pleasing stuff and all that stuff like like I can simply just come into this hotel, live out of this hotel for my short time that I'm staying here and then go home. And that's what's beautiful about like how God has created it. Like that's what we're doing. Like we are living here temporarily. And while he does want us to live um, well, doesn't necessarily always mean that you're going to be living what the world defines as success or what the world defines as like whatever 
you know what I mean? So that was just an interesting thing. And it made me, it grounded me a little bit. And it made me say, okay, what am I doing in my life that looks like me coming in this hotel trying to move around furniture or coming in this hotel trying to move this, trying to move that? And like, I mean, at hotels, you do move stuff around a little bit. Like you don't move the furniture and stuff, but like you do make it just like what you need it to be. Like I know my family and I, we have five people when we go to hotels. So we always know that me and my sister are going to be sleeping in the same bed. My mom and dad are going to be sleeping in the same bed. And then Isaac always gets the pullout couch. So we know that when we come in, we're pulling out that pullout couch. Some people might not even need the pullout couch, but we know that for us, when we come in, we're pulling out that pullout couch. We're getting the comforter so that we can put it on the bed so he can have somewhere to sleep. So like those are a little bit of things that we might move, do, move around depending on who you are and your family or whatever. Like that is little things that you do to make it what you need it to be. But you're not coming in, moving around the whole thing. You're not coming in, having people breaking down walls so that you can open up and have an open concept. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you just coming in, accepting it for what it is, and then you leave it. And I feel like I need to solidify that in my mind that life is a hotel. You know, life is a hotel. Like you're just coming in. You're just doing what needs to be done while you're here. And then you're leaving. You're leaving. You know, and I think I need to remember that. So this is the list of things that I said that I wanted to be better at. And I'm just going to go through and talk about it. And then I'm going to talk about what I have been doing, actually, that I think I need to highlight. Because sometimes I can be so critical of myself that I don't celebrate the things that God is doing. And I, I, I'm going to start talking about some things that I can celebrate um, that God is doing. So first of all. The first thing that I say I want to be better at, and now granted, all of these come from pure intentions, I think. Like, not all of these, but some of these come from, like, the pure intention of, like, wanting to be healthier in those areas of my life. You know what I mean? Um, and so, first of all, self-control. So, I want to be, excuse me. So, I want to be better at self-control. Controlling my physical appetite and then also controlling my sinful appetite. I want to be more intentional about the items I purchase for pleasure. So, for example, not just buying the cheapest, but buying the best. So this is something that has been coming to mind a lot recently. And that is like the fact that I always have this desire to like want to buy, be more intentional in what I buy rather than just buying like the cheapest thing that I see, but buying like what I actually need with buying less. You know what I mean? Um, so basically like. Yesterday, I went to the store and to the grocery store and I really wanted to get some Chobani flips. But normally I get like the silk ones that are like a little bit cheaper and I'll get like a like probably like four or five. This time I got the Chobani flips and I literally just got two because I was like, I don't need that much. And I'm starting to recognize like I can buy a lower quantity, but I can buy a higher quality. And I think that's something that's really sticking with me. Is that like I want to be more intentional with what I purchase, but I think that also part of that stems from me wanting to have like like me wanting to feel better because it's better quality. And I shouldn't base how I feel about myself off of the quality of the materials that I buy. You know what I mean? So it comes from a somewhat like it. I can see how it could come from a pure desire of like wanting to like spend money intentionally on things that are better quality so that that 
doesn't like run out easier or whatever just to have better quality items that are a little bit more durable um instead of always going for the cheapest things but also I don't want that to become something where I feel like I get my validation from having better quality things if that makes sense like for example I am so tired of these Bath and Body Works perfumes (laughs) like literally for my Christmas list I'm gonna have to find some some better type of perfume because I like the scent of it, but it goes away so quickly. I barely can, like, I don't smell, I don't smell it at all throughout the day. And I was like, I'm going to have to start investing in some better quality perfume. Like, that's just it. That's just it. And so, like, little things like that of, like, things that, like, I normally would go very, because I am a person where I go very cheap on stuff. Like, I am always looking for a better deal, but I'm wondering if sometimes me looking for a better deal is like it's fine like it's not that big of a deal like I could I literally like don't I literally have been using Bath and Body Works perfume all my life so that I'm fine with it but it's just something that I'm starting to recognize is like I would like to have a little bit higher quality items and also I think sometimes having a little bit higher quality items makes you feel better like it makes me feel better you know but it's just one of those things where it's like I want to make sure that it's coming from like a, a good place and not just a place of like wanting that to become my status to like affirm me because I have these better quality items you know what I mean anyhow next thing is is talking about my parents with deeper issues and talking about their lives that's something I want to be better at because I feel like every time I get on the phone with them I'm always talking about my problems I'm always talking about what I'm going through and it's always very surface level conversations And I want to do better about talking about with my family and stuff like that about deeper issues. And I think because I'm not at home, we don't really hit on many deeper issues that much when we're on the phone. It's kind of just like a quick check in of like, how are you? Like, we don't really have time to really dive into deep issues. You know what I mean? But I would like to be a little bit more intentional with my question asking, because even if we don't have like a lot of time, you know what I mean? We can still have intentional conversations which not to say our conversations now aren't intentional but we can still have like I can still ask intentional questions that stray away from work and school and just life like I can ask more intentional questions that um yeah just give us a little bit like deeper a little bit of deeper conversation without having to go fully deep in conversation you know what I mean I would like to get better at that but I also know that like that's kind of the nature of the season we're in right now too because when we when I was at home we were always getting into deep conversations my family and I when we talk about like stuff we like I don't like to force deep conversations with my family because I know that when we do get in deep conversations it happens very organically like we'll be sitting in the car just talking about something like something random and then we'll like somehow it'll tie into this deeper topic and we'll start talking about stuff and everyone will start sharing their opinions and perspectives on it and we talk about really deep stuff like I can't even think of what (laughs) examples of it but we do talk about deep stuff but I would just like to get to know my family members more as people instead of just as like my family you know so I would like to be more intentional in my question asking I think it's both and I think we're both already doing stuff like this but it's also that I can be just a tad a a touch more intentional in asking questions to get to know them as people you know small things like like asking my mom when you grew up like what was something that you um like always remember making you happy or something like that like little small things to just make me like know them a little bit more 
So that's something that I want to do better about intentional question asking. Um, And I think that that is actually like something that is reasonable and stems from like a good um, place. Like it stems from a place of wanting to actually know my, my family members. And I don't think that this one has any like bad intentions behind it. Like I think this one is, is one that is truly just me wanting to, to get to know my family deeper at a deeper level. You know, the next one that I said I wanted to be better at is exercising consistently. Um, I always say this exercising consistently, eating healthier. Do I often do that? No, but Coach Jesus is teaching me a lot. I've actually done a lot this week, though. I did yoga this week. I went um, to the park this week. That's something I think I'm going to start doing is going to the park throughout the week, like especially on Thursday or Friday, because it's something about going to the park after I got off of work that I just felt, oh, I felt relaxed. I felt like I could go to sleep better. Um, so that's something that I said I wanted to do, exercising consistently and eating healthier, um, And I think that, you know, comes with time, but it also comes with being intentional. I remember making these things called PEPs with with coach when I was in high school and we, it's called a personalized exercise plan. And I remember making one and like really committing to it. And I was wondering like, is that something I should make now? Because I remember my coach eased us into exercising. So he started kind of with like yoga and like light cardio and then he kind of eased us into like doing sprint training and then doing like hardcore stuff and then doing yoga on Fridays, like relax. So we always knew that on Fridays we would be doing yoga. And then like, like each day was kind of like, like, like we would do kind of a hard day and then it would go to like the next day we would not do anything. We would do like, um, like classwork and stuff next day hard day so like Monday Wednesday Friday were our workout days and then like Tuesday and Thursday were our days that we just like did work in class and so like Monday and Wednesday would be like cardio or sprint training and then or like those like little like workouts where it's like the group workouts and we would do this line and like everybody in the line would be doing something while the other people are doing where the first person in line would be doing sprints and then you have to wait till your whole row finished all sprints and whatever it was really fun And then yoga would be our Friday. So I was like, oh, like, I think I want to kind of get back in that routine of like building it up, how coach kind of build it up for us. So I think um, and that was something that like I feel like the Holy Spirit reminded me of when I was doing yoga on Friday. This past Friday, I did yoga on, on Friday and I was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot that coach started us off in yoga. He started us off doing like light cardio yoga and stuff like that. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to be more intentional with like actually writing out what it is I'm going to do so that I can remember and kind of make it like a habit. Um, another thing that I wanted to do was tre- stretching before bed. And I actually have been applying that quite frequently. Like I will stretch before bed now. And oh, my goodness. It helps me fall asleep so like it helps me feel so much better when I fall asleep like I feel like I just melt right into the mattress because like that stretching beforehand it just loosens up my body and causes me to not be as stressed and then I just fall right asleep Mm. so stretching before bed it's I put this on the list as something I want to be better at but really I'm already doing it now I just need to keep doing it that's all that is Drinking more tea is something I said I want to be better at. I don't know why I said that. Sometimes I get in these moods where I just compare myself to everyone around me. And so I probably saw somebody who like 
like on YouTube or something who's like very aesthetically pleasing and they drink tea every day and I probably was like oh I want to drink more tea every day but like that's one of those things where it's like it really doesn't matter like like chill out um it really doesn't matter that much like you know what I mean like how sometimes you just see other people and you think that by doing what they're doing it'll improve your quality of life when the only thing that can improve my quality of life is Jesus that's it drinking more tea eating healthier stretching before bed well (laughs) those things might might help my physical quality of life but your physical quality of life is nothing without your spiritual quality of life it's both and you need both physical and spiritual quality of life um then I said being more on top of my schoolwork I think I'm just getting to the point where I am doing a lot of things last minute I'm still on top of my schoolwork for sure for sure but it just feels like I don't have like a rhythm going with it I guess I do I always am so critical of myself. Look at me over here talking about I don't have a rhythm. And I do. Um, (laughs) I think I wrote this because I was very overwhelmed yesterday with the um, amount of things that need to be done. But in reality, like, I feel like God has given me such a gift when it comes to school. Like, even though I procrastinate sometimes, really, I end up always getting things done. Like, even if I have to put in a little bit extra time or energy, like, I always end up getting stuff done. So, like, why am I stressed out about it? Why do I always feel like I have to add this to my list of being more on top of my schoolwork? I am on top of my schoolwork. <laughs> I need to chill out. I need to chill out. Sometimes I just sometimes I just nitpick at the smallest things. Like, probably because yesterday I felt overwhelmed by homework because I hadn't done as much as I thought I was going to do. Then I felt like I needed to be more on top of my schoolwork. And... I mean, it's true to the, to a degree because I do need to slow down on the amount of uh, leisurely things I'm doing that I'm sacrificing that time for um, schoolwork that I'm just like kind of letting go of, you know. So I need to be more intentional with my time management. But I think as far as schoolwork, I'm fine. Um, and then I wrote being intentional in spending again, which is what I already wrote about earlier. So I don't know why I wrote that twice. Um, another thing I said, um, I want to do a better job of time management and routine. So basically doing a better time of like my time management and then setting up my rhythm. But I'm going to be honest. I feel like my time management is fine. This is me once again, always trying to find ways to improve every single aspect of everything When really a lot of the stuff that I do, it actually works. And if I were to just be present and stop always trying to improve stuff, granted, sometimes it is necessary. But if I were to just be present and to stop always trying to improve every single aspect of my life, maybe I would recognize that, like, I'm actually not doing too bad. (laughs) Like, I'm doing okay. You know what I mean? I'm doing great, actually, as a matter of fact. I'm not going to minimize it. I'm doing great. Like, I always, I need to, I need to cut myself some slack. I need to get out my scissors. And cut myself a corner of slack so I can remember <laughs> that I'm not doing bad. Like, give myself grace. Like, like that's the thing is, like, I'm not even in an area right now where I'm really, like, super off. Like, I'm a little bit off, but, like, I can get back on. Like, I'm doing things to keep myself on track. You know what I mean? I don't know. Anywho. Then I wrote down some things that I loved about myself. I said I love my hair and I love my laugh and I love my si- my smile. 
But I said that I don't like my size right now, like my physical size. And I find that that's becoming a sense of insecurity for me right now is like a a space of insecurity is the size that I am. Like, okay, I remember a time in my life where I literally hated my hair. Like I genuinely hated how my hair looked, how my hair felt, all of it. And now I'm at a place where I literally love my hair so much. Like I'm like, I just look at my hair and I'm like, God, I am so blessed with such beautiful hair. Like I love my hair. Um, and it took a while to get here, but I love my hair. And I remember a time when I hated my laugh. Like I thought that my laugh was like one of the worst laughs ever because like it was so loud and like boisterous and like people would always be like, oh, you're laughing too loud. You're doing too much. You're being too extra. But like now I'm starting to really come into my laugh and I'm really starting to like own it. And like people will look at me kind of sideways sometimes when I laugh, but I don't like, I genuinely don't care because I like my laugh. Like when I laugh really from the gut and you hear my laugh because my voice carries, that's when you know that something was really funny. And like, I just really enjoy laughing. So my laugh is something that I'm starting to really come to love. And I'm also coming to love my smile too. I used to not like my smile. I used to like hate my teeth and all that stuff like that, whatever. And now I actually quite enjoy my smile, but I'm finding that the size that I am physically is something that I'm like, every time I look in the mirror or put on clothes or, you know, especially when I'm around other people who are more fit than me, I'm always looking at them and being like, oh my gosh, they're so fit. I wish I was like that. I wish I looked like that. I wish I, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Like how you go through the whole thing of all the things that you wish, but I just, that's something that I just need to learn how to be content with God and not content in the fact that I am this size. I can't exercise. Like that is a thing that I can't do because I know that I am overweight, but also being content in how God created me because I'm never going to be toothpick skinny like a lot of the people I'm seeing. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not how I'm built. I'm literally not built like that. Like I can, I think the, the, the like smallest I ever was the smallest size I ever was I think was 130 maybe 140 no it was like 130 like 135 I think nah yeah it was like 135 I think I was like probably the smallest like weight I've ever been and like or not ever been but ever been since like high school but like I don't think I can like go any slower than that (laughs) like I was really fit in that time and I don't think I could go any smaller than that. So like I like I need to recognize that some of it is just the nature of my body, but also I can do things to like like straight be better strengthened and to be more fit and stuff like that so that I can love how God has created me. Um so yeah, those are just some things that I just wrote down. I don't know why I wrote that down. That's something I want to be better at, but I don't know. Anywho, this is such a long list. Then I had like questions slash decisions I need to make like basically I felt like there were so many decisions I needed to make yesterday and I was like I don't know how I'm gonna make all these decisions I was getting a little bit of decision fatigue if you will um so one question that I had was what should my new case study be who should my new case study be um should I even get a new case study student because then I have to redo all of the work that I've done and all this other stuff I also asked should I go to school on Wednesday and if I do go into the school on Wednesday um, how will I leave? Like how, how ooh, will I leave early or will I stay? How long, whatever, should I bring a lunch? Like basically saying like, if I change my case study student, student, should I go in on Wednesday and how should that work out? 
number three, should I go to the concert on this week? If so, what days? I think I already made a decision on that. I'm going to the concert on Saturday because the concert on Saturday is at seven. Um, and then I also said, what can I do to improve my rhythm? Like I said, I'm always writing down stuff to improve and I just need to chill. So then I just realized I need to whatever. Anyhow, let's go on to stuff that's happier. So that's all the things that I always feel like I need to improve in my life. But let's talk about things that I'm already actually doing. One thing was when I was listening to Emily P. Freeman's podcast, and she was talking about what it looks like to be a soul minimalist, right? And she was talking about how to be present in the present. And I started writing down some ideas of things that I could do, like basically incorporating kind of these new ideas that she was presenting with things that I was already doing. And so one thing that I said was that I'm going to be going to the parks on my Sabbath um, because I find that I really enjoy being outside and I feel like I'm a lot closer to God when I'm outside. So I said going to parks on my Sabbath is going to be something that I'm going to commit to so that I can be in the present um, and, and make myself feel human. Excuse me, because I feel like another thing is because I'm always seeking to improve and because I'm always looking at myself through this critical lens, I actually dehumanize myself because I make it seem like I'm supposed to be perfect when no human can be perfect. So then I'm dehumanizing myself because I'm making it seem like I need to be like a robot that I can just improve and do better and better and better and better. Basically, like how you know how they have iPhones and every single year they come out with a new iPhone that's new and improved. I always feel like that has to be me. Like I'm like an, an iPhone and then I have to be new and improved every single year. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm not an iPhone. I am a human being. I'm a human being. <laughs> have you ever seen that thing where it's like, I can't be all of those things at once. I'm a human being. Okay. If you haven't, oh, well, if you, if you have not, if you know, you know, and if you don't, you don't. And, uh, honestly, if you don't know, I can't, I don't have the words to, to explain, but you can look it up. You can look it up and say, I can't be all of those things at once. Like go to Google and then type in, I can't be all of those things at once. I'm a human being meme. And then it'll pop up. Um, but yeah, so basically she was talking about that. And so I decided that on Sabbath, I was going to do going to the park. Cause I had already been going to the park. Like I went to the park the last two Sabbaths. And then I was like, when she said, what can you do to be in the present? I was like, Oh, I can like make a habit out of this. Like I can choose to go to the park every Sabbath. So that's what I'm doing. And literally I have to go to the park today because it's almost one o'clock and I need to go sometime today. I will go eventually. Um, then another thing that she said, oh, another thing that she said was like, uh, like, oh, so that was based on feeling like, like basically like being present through like your five senses and the sense that I'm using for that is like feel like like I'm feeling the sun on me I'm feeling the wind I'm feeling whatever whatever then and also sight I think is another one um hold on I I need a swig of water I hope you heard that at first I was gonna try to make it where you couldn't hear me drinking the water but then I was like no I want you to hear the gulp of the water going down my throat my esophagus if you will um, <laughs> yo, I don't know what it is with this random energy today, but something about it, something about it. Okay. Anywho, another thing, I feel like I just have so much to talk about because I haven't done this in a while. So I haven't actually processed. So all these thoughts just keep coming up in my mind and I just don't know what to do with them. Anywho, on to the next thing. 
another thing that she said was like scents and so I was like what's my scent of the season so I have this soap that I already had and I was like this soap smells like fall for me so that's what's gonna be my fall soap and I already have three things of it so I can use it all fall even though fall is almost over and it's about to be winter um and then another thing is candles so I already had candles that I had been using and they also have very like they have scents that are very fally, like they remind me of the fall. And so I decided that I'm going to use those candles. And basically, every time I do homework, I light a candle now because I want to remind myself that like, while I am doing this homework, while I am like working, I'm also a human being. Like I cannot work myself to the bone. And so I'm not just a person who's like inputting, outputting, inputting, outputting. Like I light the candle so I can remember, Hannah, you are human. Um, and also to remind myself to be at peace and to be joyful in all that I do. So I light the candles when I'm doing homework. That's one way that I'm present. So not only do I go to parks on Sabbath, but then I also light candles when I'm doing homework. And I've actually been doing a great job of that. Like I literally went and got some lighters, some extra lighters, because we only had like two at the house and one of them was like only one of them was out. And so I was like, okay, well, I got to go get like a couple more so we can just have extra lighters around. Um, so yeah, I like the candles. And then also another thing that I do that I, oh, I love it so much because it makes me look forward to Fridays is on Fridays, I do a very relaxing bath. So basically I will light some candles and I will be either reading a book or kind of like catching up on YouTube or whatever, like while I'm in the bathtub and then I'll get up and take a shower because sometimes bathing is weird. (laughs) Sometimes bathing is weird. It's like you're sitting in here and it's like you're dirty and all that stuff like that. So afterward, I'll take a shower, but it is very relaxing to just lay like in that warm water and to be reading a book or whatever, whatever. And so I'm finding that like doing these little things throughout the week actually really makes me motivated to do stuff like lighting, knowing that I'm going to light a candle when I do homework. I don't ever say, oh, I have to go do homework. I'm like, okay, I got to go do homework. Let me go light this candle real quick. Like it always makes me feel a little bit better about doing homework. And then like knowing that I have my Sabbath on Mondays actually encourages me to get through the week. And then knowing that I'm going to be doing my bath on Fridays, it actually encourages me to like push through even when it's difficult in my internship. Like Thursday was such a rough day last week. And then Friday came and it was so chill. And then I got to take my bath and I said, look at God just bringing everything together. And so those are some things that I have been doing that I just wanted to celebrate because even though I always feel like I need to improve, what I'm doing right now is already great. You know what I mean? And of course, there's always areas to improve in life. But like some of the things that I'm doing right now are actually okay. They're great. You know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, that's that's pretty much that. Um, and I just pray, God, that you show me how to just keep up, keep doing what you want me to do, you know? And then another thing I've been doing recently too is rather than writing about my day, I will write about a topic. So I've been doing topical writing and it actually, I really like it because I feel like it, it reminds me of my creative writing days. Back in the day, I used to write a lot when I was in creative writing classes and it just reminds me a lot of that of like, I get the chance to just like write about this topic. So, so far I've written about inspiration I've written about orchestration and I've written about relationships and each of these topics is very interesting because I've had experiences that connect to it. 
So a lot of times it'll be like something I might have experienced that day or something that I might have experienced that week that kind of triggered that topic and I've been writing about that. So that's been fun and I've actually been enjoying doing topical writing like that because I found that anytime I tried to write every single day about my day, it would always be very monotonous. It would be like very much like, oh, this happened, this happened, this happened, like the same stuff every day. So I found that doing that is a lot better and I actually really like it and then yeah so I feel like I need to learn to to give myself the grace to grow like first of all recognizing that I'm already doing great things like God is already working for me and he's already doing wonderful things in my life and I don't have to always be seeking more seeking more seeking more I don't have to be seeking to do more to have more to be more God has given me everything I need right now for this season that I need and I just need to make the most of it I don't need to buy more things like God has given me literally everything I need literally everything I need God has given it to me and if I don't have it I don't need it and if he hasn't given it it's because he knows that I don't need it right now or he knows I don't need it at all you know what I mean I need to get out of this mindset that that I have to have more I feel like that's such a human thing. It's such a human thing for us to literally sit here every single day and say, how can I get more? How can I get more money? How can I get more possessions? How can I get more material? How can I get more uh, like advances in whatever I'm doing, whatever my career is? How can I get better at this? How can I get better at that? Like, not <laughs> me saying better. Not me saying better. <laughs> I get better. It makes me think of um in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, I want to watch that again. Oh, that was such a good series. I'm okay. I'm gonna watch that again. But basically, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, <laughs> there's a line that me and my siblings always like, like mock. Like we always talk about it because it's so funny. But basically, uh, the little redheaded girl with the curly hair. I forgot her name, but she was talking to Sam, and she was like, Sam. I want to make the world a better place. A better place. And like we always go, Sam, I want to make the world a better place. <laughs> it's so funny. But um, yeah, it's like we're always thinking about how can we do things better. And really, like, I feel like it's twofold. I feel like there should be areas of our lives and times in our lives and specific instances where we say, this is what I need to do better. At, you know what I mean? Like, for example, an area of my life that I need to do better is committing to God before I receive strengthening. And so I really need to commit to reading the word and commit to praying. Like those are things that I feel like I need to get better at is committing to God. But also there's so many other areas of my life that I'm thinking, oh, I need to get better at this. But really like, like what I'm doing, if I would just commit to what I'm doing now, instead of thinking about how I can make it better and imagining how I can make it better. Like I feel like a lot of times I'm dreaming of ways to think, to make it better rather than actually doing the thing. You know what I mean? Rather than actually doing the thing I'm supposed to be doing, I'm thinking about ways to make it better. And how can you, how can you make it better if you're just thinking about it? You need to actually be doing it doing it doing it doing it and then as you keep doing it you'll be improving in it rather than just sitting there thinking about what you need to do so 
rather than sitting here and thinking about what I need to make better, I need to actually be doing that thing and then see how it works. You know what I mean? I need to be actually, rather than sitting here and saying, how can I make my exercise in life better? I need to just get up and go exercise that day. Like what is required of me today? And then how can I commit to what's required of me? To- oh, that's a good question. I need to write that down. How can I commit to what's required of me today? How can I commit? Mm, that's powerful. When you really think about it, how can I commit? How can I commit to what is required of me today? Question mark. Because really, like, if I could just commit to what's required of me that day, then I would be, I would be steadily improving, steadily improving, steadily improving, rather than trying to think up this whole plan and then commit to the plan. Think of this whole thing and then commit to that whole thing. Like I just need to commit to what is required of me in that day, in that moment. And it makes me think of even being in school. Like I never knew all the stuff that the teachers were telling me. Like I never knew the reasons behind why we did all of these things. But rather, I just sat in the class and when they said do this, I would do it and I would commit to it. And when they said we're going to, when coach would say, all right, guys, we're going to go do sprint training today. I never knew that there was a whole developmental reason why we were doing what we were doing when we were doing it. I would just commit to it. And then next thing you know, bam, I was fit. Well, not, not instantaneously, but just because I had been committing to what he was telling me to do every single day. Then I saw the results that I wanted. So I need to do that with God. I just need to commit to what he's telling me today. What is required of me today? What do I need to do today? And then I'm going to start seeing the results that I want to see in my life. But if I'm just sitting here constantly brainstorming, constantly reflecting, constantly doing this and doing that. If I'm just in my brain thinking, then I'm not actually doing and putting into practice what I need to do. And I was even reading a book today. It's a little children's book. It's really cute. It's this book called Trying. And I actually really want to get it because I think it's such a cute book. And like even just the illustrations and stuff is very, 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 very cute. But what I want to do is look for. So let me find let me find where. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, OK, here you go. So. Basically, the little kid, he's trying to learn how to become a sculptor and he's talking to this other sculptor who's really, really good. And then he basically, and this is like an old man who's a sculptor and then a young boy who wants to be a sculptor. And so then the little boy comes up to the old man and he's like, basically, he had tried doing it and it was not good. He was trying to work on his sculptings and they were not good. And so then he comes up to the old man and he's like, I want to quit. And then the old man's like, why would you do that? Why would you, yeah, why would you want to do that? And then, um, then the little boy is like, he literally says this. He says, because it feels awful to want to do something so badly and then just be disappointed. And when I said that, I said, oh my goodness, I felt that in my chest. I felt that in my heart. Like literally I do, I feel the same thing. It feels awful to want something so badly, to want to be healthy so badly, to want to be, um, just yeah like to be in a better place so bad and then to just be disappointed and then 
he says that failure the old man says that failure is temporary and in many ways necessary it shows us how something can't be done which means we're a little bit closer to finding how finding out how it can and then basically he goes on and on and on and on and then he says the little kid he was like while I can see that my skills are getting a little bit better it wasn't at all how I have wanted it to be and so then then the old man tells him you're making progress I see talents emerging I see risks being taken I see courage I see caring I see perseverance yes I see much progress indeed and I hope you will keep trying and I feel like that's like when I heard that line it just made me think of like God I felt like God was talking to me and I felt like God was saying Hannah you're making progress Hannah I see your talents emerging I see your risks being taken. I see you being courageous. I see you caring. I see you persevering. Yes, I see much progress indeed. And I hope you will keep trying. And oh, that makes my heart so happy. And it makes me want to cry because literally... Okay, I'm about to get out the accent, y'all. No, I actually, I'm going to keep the accent because I feel like I feel like I already stumbled into it. And so I need to keep it. Anywho, when he said that, it just made me feel like God was talking to me and telling me, Hannah, you're making progress. And like, that's all I needed to hear was that, you know, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be whatever. But as long as God sees that I'm making progress, as long as God sees that I'm taking risks and that I'm being courageous and that I'm caring and I'm persevering and that I'm trying and and that like I'm a lot better than I was before. Like that, as long as God sees that and I know that God sees that, it's like... Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, that you are literally so, that you are so, um, like, you are so just loving like that. Like, that you just see me and you know what I'm working on and you know that I am becoming a stronger and, and braver and a better person. And then, and then, um, oh, another thing is basically... In, in one line, the old man says, um, failing at something, well, I'm going to rephrase it to what I want it to be. Because he says being a failure. But I'm going to say failing at something. Um, so failing at something means that you loved something. You cared. It means that you stepped forward. You didn't hold back. You tried. And I never thought about life that way. But when you think about it, like, if you fail at something, it's because you actually like cared about it because you wanted to try it like if you you don't fail at something you don't try and you don't try at something you don't care about you know what I mean so like that's just interesting to think about like the fact that like if I failed at something it's because I actually cared about that thing I actually loved that thing because I wanted to try it enough I loved it enough to want to try it and I tried it and I failed doesn't mean that I'm a bad person or I'm bad at everything it just means that like I just, it just didn't work out. And then he basically was saying how every one of his failures, the old man was saying every one of his failures has helped him become who he is today. And I felt that. I felt like, I felt like, yeah, I felt like, I felt connected to that because I was like, that's literally how I am. Like, I, yeah, like, I feel like I am who I am today. Literally, I actually am who I am today. Because of my failures, my failed relationships, my failed everything. Like I'm, I'm where I am today because of the ways that I failed. And another thing that he said, and this was so powerful. 
He said, when we make it safe to fail, we make it safe to succeed. First of all, I told myself in my mind, I said, Hannah, I need to make my mind a place where it's safe to fail so that it's safe to succeed. Because I'm my biggest critic. I am my biggest, like, persecutor. Like, I don't make it safe for myself to fail. Because I always am putting myself on edge. Always putting these expectations on myself. But when I make it safe for myself to fail, then I make it safe for myself to succeed. When I create an environment where it's okay for me to fail and learn from those mistakes, then I make it safe for myself to succeed. So... So I need to get out of my own mind. I need to make sure that my mind is not so toxic for myself that I don't even make it safe for myself to to succeed from my failures. Like that just was so convicting. And then also it made me think about um, my classroom environment too. When I become a teacher, I want to make sure that my classroom is a place where it is safe for my students to fail So that it's safe for them to succeed. Like I want them to feel like they don't have to be perfect. But that they can fail and they can make mistakes and they can mess up. But they are going to succeed because they're learning from it. And so that was what I learned today through this book. And I feel like this is a very, very long podcast. And I'm I'm literally almost done. I'm at the end. But I just want to say. It like these past couple of, of days, of weeks have been a lot it has really been a lot but God has been so great through it all and even though I was in a ruddy place this morning my mind was all over the place I was literally like in my own head like oh my goodness life is so terrible whoa chill out because when I took a step back and I realized life is actually not terrible like it's actually not is I always want to make things worse than it is over dramatize it but like that's human thing of like we always want to make things more dramatic than it is it's really not terrible (laughs) life is actually great um it's just little minor things that can be inconveniences because of my mindset so because my mind wants everything to be perfect when things aren't perfect oh everything's terrible oh my gosh my life is horrible Whoa, 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 whoa if you just change your mindset to make it more conducive to things being imperfect then you'll be fine if you go into the hotel room accepting it as a hotel room rather than trying to make it uh like look exactly the way you want it to look like then like you will experience something quite a bit different than if you went in trying to change everything to make it fit what you want exactly anywho i hope all of this made sense, even if just like one part of it made sense, then that's worth it, but yes, I, yeah, that's it, I have nothing else to talk about other than that, and I hope you guys enjoy my British accent, I have been working on perfecting it, I listen to a lot of like British podcasts, and people talking, and all of that stuff like that, and sometimes I slip in and out my accent very, um, like I, I, I don't hold on to the accent as long as I could, but I actually can slip into it very quickly. Like I, I can like that, that sound, I can slip into my accent on a dime. I remember, um, one of my students and I were walking down the hallway to go to one of our, um, specials and because they were going to music and I was talking to them and I slipped into my British accent very quickly. 
And one of the girls was very, very shocked at how quickly I could slip into it. And I'm telling you, it's literally like second nature. Like I just, <laughs> I feel like I was born to be British because like I just literally can slip into it so quickly. Like I just, I don't, sometimes I don't even know that I slip into it. And then sometimes I slip into it and I don't even know I'm still in it. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, like I'm still, like I'm, I'm actually like in this accent and like I hear myself talking, but I really don't even know that I'm still talking in a British accent. Like it just falls so naturally. Um, and so she was like, oh my gosh, like you slip into a British accent so quickly. And I was like, yeah, I can slip into it very, I was like, yeah, I can slip into it very easily. I can slip out of it. One moment I could talk in a British accent, the next moment I can talk regularly. Like I just can go in and out. It's really, it's really a gift. I feel like, um, yeah, it's not, it's not too difficult. All I have to do is really just go, it's like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm trying to practice switching in and out, switching in and out. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I have nothing else to talk about with you guys at all. Not a single thing. I think I'm about to go to the park soon. Um, but I need to get something to eat. So I'm going to go do that. And I hope you guys have um, a wonderful rest of your day. And I just want to say, keep trying. Actually, that's the title of this children's book is Trying. And it's so cute because it has like a really beautiful cover. And it's just like a very, it's like a very like, I don't know, very aesthetically pleasing book. Like the the pictures and stuff is very like well drawn and everything and it's very nice. Um but yeah, you can check out that book. I don't know who the author is. Let me look. It's called Trying by Let me go. Oh, by Kobe. Oh, I like the way he spelled Kobe. C K L B I. Kobe Yamada illustrated by Elise Hurst so if you guys are interested in reading that book trying it's really good I, I would highly suggest recommending it. I mean I would highly suggest recommending it that does not make sense I would highly suggest reading it anywho y'all have a blessed day and grace and peace to all who are listening until next time adios bye bye hasta luego have a great day um ciao bella and all of that <laughs>